Hey guys, this is Naeem and you've reached the Mosaic Church Podcast. So excited that you're part of our listening community and I'd love for you to be even more connected. So check out our website. There's more content there and there's more opportunities for you to get connected in our ministries and events as well. Also, love for you to share this content. If this is blessed to you, I know that God wants to use you to bless other people with it. So share this podcast, if you will. Lastly, would you consider supporting this ministry? This is made possible by other people's generosity, and I'd love for you to pay it forward. Join us to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus together. So would you consider giving to this ministry? I know that God is able to do immeasurably more through us when we come together. Thank you so much. God bless you and enjoy. Hey friends and welcome. Man, welcome back for those of you who are part of Mosaic. Can I just say I love being your pastor? I really do because I get to do all kinds of fun things. Uh, like last week, I threw in some Bollywood for some of you guys who appreciate it. And man, I'll tell you what, only at Mosaic. So thank you so much for allowing me to uh, be your pastor. And for those of you who are joining us, like you recently just joined in or you jumped in and you're kind of getting to know us, let me just tell you, we um, we love that you're a part of us, and we want to remind you, uh, or if not remind you, actually we want to tell you, that uh, we are a Jesus community that is convinced that we have to live by faith to be, and be known by love and be a voice of hope. That's the three things that we're really focused on. And we, we do this because we believe that we're supposed to reclaim the message and the movement of Jesus. So uh, thanks for those of you who support us, for those who, of you who are joining us. And we believe that we are called uh, to be the church here, uh, and not just locally, but globally. And so we're excited that you're a part of us. And you know what? This series that we're in, and again, this, this is your first week, you're going, what are we talking about? Well, we're in a conversation, and we're talking about the fruits of the Spirit, because the fruits of the Spirit kind of show us what spiritual, spirituality is all about. And what we realized in the last couple of weeks is that, that God wants to show us that if we want ever want to be clear about our spiritual maturity, then we've got to look at the fruits of the Spirit. And so let me jump in to our past right here. This is Galatians chapter 5, our key verse that we've been reading for the last couple of weeks. It says this, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. What are they? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So a couple of weeks, we've been hitting all the ones, and we are at patience. We're talking about patience. Now, Now, before we get into patience, let me just tell you why uh, spiritual maturity is connected to fruit. Because fruit is one thing that has major integrity. It has all kinds of integrity. And see, what, we've, what we're learning is that God wants to uh, see us grow. Like that's part of spiritual maturity is actually God seeing us grow. And he loves that. He gives us grace for that. But he loves the fact that we're actually growing spiritually. And that's part of of spirituality, but then he links it to fruit. And the reason is, is because of integrity. God wants us to not just grow up and, and just grow, but he wants us to grow holistically, wholly. And like I said, fruit has integrity. What do you mean by that? Let me just ask you, let me just show you. So if I were to cut open this kiwi, if you guys are wondering what this is, if I were to cut, cut this open and I look in, I go, hey, what? It's a banana in here. That's never happened. It's never happened. I have and you have never cut open a fruit and all of a sudden found something else. You have never cut open a, 
um, an orange and went, oh, it's a mango? What's going on? What's this? Why? Because fruit, fruit has integrity. It does. It's what's on the insi- inside matches the outside. And I think spiritual maturity is, is key. That's the key, that we are holistically growing spiritually, that what's on the outside matches what's in the inside, and what's the inside matches what's the, on the outside. So when it comes to our spiritual gifts, I mean, sorry, spiritual fruits here, God wants to make sure that what you, you and I claim to be are actually truly who we are. Because if there's anything about spiritual maturity, it's this idea that you and I have to be honest of where we are. Because I believe this, and I've said it before, if we're honest, if we're honest, God will make us holy. But if we pretend to be holy, we're rarely honest. And so I love the fact that we're having this conversation. So what does it mean to grow patience as a fruit, Right? Let me, let me ask you this. Uh, finish this sentence for me. I have no patience for dot, 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 dot. What do you have no patience for? Um, uh, incompetency, uh, stupidity maybe, I don't know. You have no patience for rudeness, uh, traffic. What do you have no patience for? Now, Several years ago, I was, um, uh, uh, my family and I, we were in um, Paris. We were going to see the Paris, uh, the, the Palace of Versailles, and we were excited about it. I knew there was going to be lines there. I, I got that. So we get, when we arrived, we, we found exactly what we were expecting. We saw hundreds of people and long lines, but I didn't realize how long it was going to take to actually get in there. We literally waited for three hours, friends. I am not joking here. Three hours. And in those, in those hours, I mean, you got to know some of the people in front of you, but you couldn't have a long-term relationship with them because they got tired. Some of them wouldn't leave. And so the lines were being getting shorter and we were moving. So we just, you just kind of just, everybody was just like drained by the end of it. And when we got close right into, like we were going to go into the entrance, I got distracted. Uh, and then I turned around and I noticed a couple I had never seen before. Never seen them before. And I'm thinking, okay, did, were they in front of the couple that, uh, uh, that were right in front of me? Like, wh- how, or, did they, or did they cut in? Did they cut in? And then I got fixated on that. I'm like, they cut in. They cut in. Friends, I mean, I had, I had patience because we were there for, for a long time, but I lost my patience. Actually, I lost my Jesus I did. And that person was going to lose their head because I'm like, what just happened? Ashley was like, calm down. What's happening? I was like, I, I, didn't, know, I, I, I didn't know if I should confront them. I didn't know if, if, were they already there. I'm not quite sure. It ruined. It ruined my, it ruined, I just, I just that experience. It ruined the day. It actually did. In fact, by the end of the day, Ashley was like, why are you letting this ruin your entire day? They cut in line. It doesn't matter. But I was going through all kinds of things like, how could they? I don't, can't believe this. I don't know. And, and then she was like, you cannot let this ruin your entire day. I'm like, yes, I can. I can do anything. Are you going to take this away from me as well? No, you're ruining my, ruining the, 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 the vacation. I mean, I just was losing my mind. And I had patience throughout the three hours, and what, guess what? I lost it, and ended up ruining uh, maybe two days of the trip. I did. I just, it just got inside of me. Now, I bring this up is because I think patience 
It's a very important conversation to have. Because for some of us, we're like, when we hear the word, you know, God wants to, you know, grow patience in us, we're like, oh, God just wants me to get over stuff. No, I think it's deeper than that because it's connected. It's connected to how we can actually ruin not just an experience, not just a day, but we can ruin um, a season of our life. In fact, some of us, we might be in a season of like this, like we just got to be patient and we're, it's ruining us because we have a bad attitude about it and we have bad perspective and we don't know what to do and it's draining us. And for some of us, beginning of this pandemic or maybe in a couple of months ago, you had patience, but then you lost it. So I think that you and I have to have a conversation about what God wants to do when it comes to growing patience. And that's the secret. See, it's not, about, it's not about having patience and keeping it. It's about growing it. God wants you not to like have it and keep it. No, he wants you to grow it so you always have it with you. What does it mean for God to help you grow patience in your life? Now, this is a... Um, I would say it is a complicated conversation because I am no expert and I'm pretty sure you struggle with it too. But let's, let's see if you can do this and because the scriptures talk so much about this. Let's, let's start with this. Let's start with uh, establishing categories, okay? Categories. Because when I told you, hey, finish the sentence, you have no patience for, I have no patience for, dot, dot, dot. Uh, what did you come up with? I think there are categories. Number one, I think there's, there's a category of people. Like when people, plans, and a process. Like, for example, I have patience with people, but not for a process. I, I, I just don't like it. I just don't like it. Now, I've, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. Pastor Mike, Pastor Mike has often told me this. He's, and I, and, I, and he, tell, he says this all the time, okay, to me. I, I, I don't like it, by the way. Have I mentioned I don't like it? Okay, let me tell you what it is. He says, trust the process. If he says that one more time, I am going to jump up and slap him. Partly because he's taller. And it's annoying. I don't want to trust the process. Now, I have, no, I have patience for people, I think, sometimes. But process, I'm not quite sure. I, have, I think I have, a, um, I have patience when it comes to plans. I do. I do. I just, no, actually, I don't. I don't. I need, I need to have a plan. Like I do. Like if I'm in a situation and no one's making a plan, like, hey, what's the plan? And no one's making a decision. I have no patience for that. I think for some of us, we have no patience when it comes to people. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe for plans or not for or for process. Maybe you just feel like I just want to quit. These are the three categories, right? And we know, we know that when it comes to uh, people, we have people in our life that we are, you know, we just can't. We we no patience for them when it comes to plans and when it comes to process. But what if, what happens when you? It's not just people. It's God is involved. See, God, when God's getting involved, that's just, that's just, that's just hard, right? It's, it's just so tough because for some of us, or maybe most of us, we've got a prayer out there, out there somewhere that we're still waiting on to get answered. Right? We want God to show us something or open up the door or reveal something to us. And we're all what, what we're just like waiting for him. Like we're waiting for, like we, I mean, and, and, and then if someone tells us one more time to have patience, we're going to be like, I'm going to just lose it. Lose it. And you know what? I think sometimes the scriptures are so helpful, and other times they're just like, they, they are just like annoying. I'm, I'm just going to tell you. For example, Second Peter. Second Peter, Peter's a good guy, but this right here, when he says this, 
I don't like it. Here's what he says, okay? 2 Peter 3, 8, he says, um, but do not, do not overlook this one fact. He's like, hey, by the way, guys, by the way, I just wanted to say this, don't overlook this. And then he says, beloved, which is, I think is sarcastic. I don't even know, okay? He says, beloved. He says, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. Well, thanks for nothing. Because all this time, we've been praying for stuff. And it's, you know, like for some of you guys are like, I'm praying for this season of maybe singleness to end. And I've been praying for three years now. And God's like, what? It's only been a minute. And you're like, no, it's been five years. No, it's been 10 years. I've been waiting on this thing for so long. And he's like, well, it's a thousand days and, a, you know, a day. And a, this does not help at all. So um, we're going to avoid this passage, right? We're just going to keep this passage just knowing that God's timing, our timing, patience, all of that. We're not God. He knows that. So what is he trying to tell us? I think the good news is that there's so much more in the scriptures about God um, and us interacting with God and God sharing with us and speaking to us about just the very important things in our life that we're just having to wait on and have patience for. And so let's jump in, okay? The first thing is, I think that we have to move from, if we're going to not just um, uh, have patience or keep it, we're actually going to grow patience. We've got to move uh, from this idea of waiting for versus waiting on when it comes to being patient um, and growing patience. Waiting for, what, what does that look like? Well, waiting for means that you're actually just kind of just being drained. And I mean, I mean, have you been waiting for stuff? Have you ever just waited for stuff? It drains you. I mean, the, we, 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 we end up like just wanting to just, the, the, for the season or for the situation or for the circumstance, to just be over with, right? When you're waiting for stuff to, to happen. Waiting for, it's also extremely discouraging as well. It is because it sucks the energy out of you, but at the same time, it feels like we're doing nothing, which is strange. Um, what, what happens when you're waiting for the categories? Like uh, for people, for example, what happens there? Oh my gosh. I mean, if you're waiting for what? Some of us were like waiting for people to act right. I mean, if you're a teen uh, or if you're a parent with a teen, I should say, I mean, I feel you. I mean, you're, maybe you're waiting for someone to just kind of, you know, you like, I don't know, come through. Like, they haven't come through. If you are working with a group of people, maybe at work or something, you're just waiting for people to like, kind of, kind of like, just kind of get it together. For some of us, when it comes to people, um, we, um, we're just waiting for support. We're, we're waiting for people to give us support, to, to, to give us, in a sense, a a permission to, um, to do the things we want to do. Uh, what happens when you're waiting for not just people, but for plans? I mean, have you ever done that? I mean, yeah, like, uh, uh, like you're waiting for a plan to unfold and come together. I mean, that can be extremely draining when, when it, it just takes forever and ever. Maybe a plan to be revealed and to give you certainty. It's like the prayers we pray out there and go, God, give me direction. And, and it seems like the heavens are silent. It's draining when you're waiting for this, waiting for it. And people just keep on saying, hey, just pray for it. You know, pray on it, or I'm praying for it, or I'm waiting on the Lord. And like, it's, it's draining, and you know and I go, know it when plans um, don't unfold. Because what you're doing is you're, oh, you're waiting for um, to get out of the situation you're in. What about the process when we're waiting for 
um, a process. I mean, man, for me, it's like, I, it's hard for me to wait on a process because I just want it to work now. Right? I just, I, I, or I'm waiting for it to be over. Like, I just want to, I just, can I, we just fast forward this. All the while, friends, it is extremely draining when we're waiting for people, for plans, for processes, because we're waiting to get out of the season and the situation we're in. Now, you know this and I know this, that we end up just trying to make it. The end goal all of a sudden just becomes survival, right? It's just, I, uh, th- th- that is the only goal I have. It's a sad goal, but for some of us, we feel like it's the only goal. What if there's a better way? I think the idea of waiting on gives us that insight. Waiting on is extremely different. Waiting on says that we are not going to wait for, but we are going to start growing patience. Waiting on. My, um, my second job, you guys remember your second job? My second job. My first job was actually working in a hospital. My second job, I think I was 16 or so, um, I worked as a waiter. Yes, as a waiter. So um, I've, I've had quite the experience with uh, being a waiter. I mean, from making all the mistakes from uh, messing up the order to uh, ringing up the per- people uh, incorrectly to actually, uh, uh, you know, dropping, uh, let's see, six um, drinks on, on a whole table like I was trying to impress and I messed up and so I just want to say it's a hard job so I want to give it up for all of you guys who are wait staff uh, work in the industry you guys are rock stars rock stars but I gotta say that because I was a waiter for a, you know for a second or whatever I judge waiting too I like I judge wait staff I do like I can tell sometimes when a waiter or waitress comes to the table and they're really not interested like the, all they're doing is they're just waiting for their shift to be open, I mean, uh, to be over, or they're waiting for me to just get on with it or be done. And then there are some people, there's some amazing wait staff that you know they're really waiting on you. Why? Because they're just intuitive. They're, they just know. They just know. They, 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 they know when to um, stop by the table and ask for stuff. They're not starting a conversation as you're trying to eat something or you've got something in your mouth. No, they are fully engaged. They know what to do. And when you have a wait staff that are, is, is like on, I mean, they are on their game. You're like, man, this is amazing. What are they doing, though? Guess what they're doing? They're not waiting for you to get over with this meal and leave. They're waiting on you. There seems to be a, uh, I'm going to make this experience amazing. They're going to serve me and not just like, uh, you know, bear me or not like, uh, no, they're, they're here to take care of my needs. What if, what if God wants you and me to wait on the season and the situation that we're in? Not wait for, but wait on it. What if he wants to turn the tables on us? Maybe he's saying, hey, I, I want you to move from like this idea of like waiting for stuff to happen when it comes to people or plans or processes. I want you to wait on those. What if it's possible that God says, hey, I want you to not wait for the season to end. I want you to serve the season you're in. What? 
serve the season you're in? What does that even look like? What does that mean? I thought waiting was just like, just waiting. It was a passive thing. But see, when you look in the scriptures, I think they point to like us actually doing some work. Isaiah 40 says this. I'm sure you've read this before. Isaiah 40 says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Have you heard this passage before? Have you ever noticed how strange it is? It says those who wait on will do all this kind of work. Like they'll have energy to do all kinds of work. You see, what God's saying here is that the patience that God wants to grow in us is not a passive patience. It's not a, hey, I want you to learn to just get over stuff. No, no, no. Or be okay with stuff not working out or be okay with just things just you just taking a long time. No, he's talking about a passion. He's talking about you're going to be able to do a lot more things. He's talking about like creating this expectation in you. He's saying that those who wait on me will renew their strength to do the things that I want, to, want you to do. So if we were to take this when it comes to people, what is he saying? He's saying, I want you to wait on, wait on people in your life. That means instead of waiting for them to like, get their act together, maybe you actually help them get their act together. When it comes to plans, you, you, you're not waiting for them to, like, things to move. You're actually moving and then waiting for God to show you the next step on what he has for you. Friends, we have to understand that. When it comes to, when it comes to people, I think God wants us to um, wait on people. I mean, have you heard? I mean, I'm sure you've heard this. First Corinthians says, love is patient and kind. So when you love people, you are actually patient. It is, it is loving people. When it comes to um, plans, have you heard this proverb before? Proverbs 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, parentheses, possibly in all your steps, acknowledge him and he will make what? Uh, Straight your path. So God is saying, hey, as you move forward, as you um, wait on this plan, as you are not waiting for things to move. If you keep moving, if you just move in one direction, I'll show you the path. I'm not going to show you um, the entire path. I might show you the next couple of steps. But see, it's different, right? Because for some of us, we're like, I'm just waiting for God to tell me what to do. I think he always told you what to do. I think you need to have the courage to step into it because you are waiting for the whole thing to be revealed to you. And God's saying, no, 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 if you're waiting on, it's proactive. It's, it's growing patience is this idea of like, I don't see everything, but I see this next thing and I'm going to move towards it. Um, how, about, how about waiting on um, the process? W- what does that mean? Not waiting for, waiting on. I think when it comes to uh, process, it's like it's choosing to stay in it and not quit. It's choosing to uh, like Pastor Mike says, trust the process, but commit to it and don't just jump ship in a sense. Galatians 6, 9, do you remember this one? It says, do not, it says, let us not go weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap a harvest, what? If we don't give up. 
See, I, I think waiting on means that we do all these things. It really, truly is. What if God is saying, hey, here's what I want you to do. I want you to move away from this waiting for, but I want you to move towards waiting on. It's proactive. It's moving forward. Let me tell you that there, you will find some enemies. You'll find some enemies when it comes to um, this idea of growing patience. Because, number one, um, you're doing this in real time with, uh, with the world around you, which means that the, pa- that the enemies of patience is comparison, which is huge. It's fear, and it's actually pride as well. Comparison, come on, you know this. Like, uh, I think of this, I mean, like, sometimes uh, my success is strange. My success is determined by someone else's standards even though I want to be unique. Do you see that? Like, I want to be super unique, but I'm going to actually measure myself based on your standard of success. Like, it's the strangest thing. And so when I'm not there where I'm supposed to be there, I'm impatient. Why? Be- simply because I was just comparing. If, like, for example, I'll tell you what, I have no problem with my season or my situation in life until I get on social media. And then I am like, what's happening? God has left me. I'm not quite sure. Why, why, why? It's comparison. What about fear? Fear, man, fear is a big thing. Fear of like, oh, man, I, 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 I got to move. I got to do this. I can't uh, because I'll never catch up. It's the fear of like seeing people in your life that you look up to and you kind of started in the same um, time in a sense and then they seem to be further along than you. It's fear. And so we, we grow impatient. Oh, and then lastly, pride. Pride. See, we don't want to wait on um, because we just want it our way. And we want it now. We find it very hard to really wait on people in our lives. To wait on God. See, because that's a posture of serving not surviving. Waiting for is survival. Waiting on is serving. It's like I'm serving the season I'm in. I'm serving the situation I'm in. It seems out there, but so does the idea of growing patience, not having it or keeping it. No, actually literally growing it. Jeremiah 29, 11. It's very popular, and honestly, I even hate um, re- repeating it because it's so popular, okay? It, it really is. I mean, I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love it, but you've heard it so many times. You're like, I, 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 I'm, I think I know this one. It says this, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Have you heard it before? Yeah. The reason why I do want to mention this passage is because of wh- how it sets it, how it's set up. You see, it's set up with a couple of other passages right before it where God is talking, and he's talking to a people who've been waiting for God to show up, waiting for plans to unfold, waiting on people to get together. And they kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And God says, you're going to be waiting forever if you just keep waiting for it 
to change. For some of us, it's this pandemic. It's the sense of, I want normalcy back. I feel you. I get that. But we're waiting for, waiting for, waiting for, waiting for. And that is going to drain you and it's going to drain me. But here in Jeremiah 29, 7, God says this. He says a lot of things, but then he says, and, and, he says, work. Work for the peace and the prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare. Check this out. Its welfare will determine your welfare. God is saying, I've sent you to exile. I've put you in this situation. I've allowed the situation in your life. It is not good at all. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to work in it. Again, not waiting for, waiting on. It's like, I want you to serve the situation, serve the season you're in. I want you to work for the peace and prosperity of the city that I sent you to. I exiled you to. To, We are like, I don't want to pray for the city. I want to leave the city. I want to leave the situation. I don't want to be prosperous in this season of my life. I want the season of my life to end. For some of you who are single adults, you're like, I just, I will get it together when I am in a different season of my life. Friends, I love you. I got to tell you, your welfare, your holistic welfare will be determined by the season, the the way you go through the season of your life. And for some of us, you got to stop waiting for things to change, people to change, situations to change. You got to start waiting on, and that means actively serving, having anticipation, working towards something. It's about that, friends. Uh, Psalms um, 1 says this. He's talking about a person, and I think this is very, um, very key for, uh, for the conversation that we're having, because it's reminding us about this whole idea of growing into what God has. He says, the pers- that person, he's talking about a certain kind of person, and he says, this person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yield its fruit in season and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Well, what kind of person is that? The kind of person who plants, who's been planted, the kind of person who's actively doing something. I cannot tell you how important this principle, whoa, this principle is. I'm getting excited here, okay? I, I cannot tell you, it is so critical because I've had conversations with some of you and I've felt this before too. You get to a point where you're so drained by waiting around, you are too tired to try anymore. You're just too tired. You're tired of everything. By the end of the day, you're like, I just want Netflix and something, I'm done. You just want, you're just so exhausted and you don't even know why. Because it seems like this is not, life is not moving at the pace you want it to. And what has happened? For some of us, it's drained our joy. It's made us, in fact, sick. It has. It's made our heart sick. Proverbs 13 reminds us about that. It says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. You know this, right? You know this. And then it says, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Again, the metaphors of growing in trees and organic growth. What is God saying to us? What could God be saying to you in the midst of all the things you're waiting patiently for. 
maybe you need to wait patiently on those things. And that means with expectancy, with a trust once again in God, in Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus. Now, for some of you, I think you're drained and you're trying this all on your own and you have no patience for anybody right now. And I, I get that. I've been there. And maybe for you, it's, in fact, trying this person of Jesus, like getting to know this person of Jesus, maybe even saying, you know, um, I wonder what a relationship with God would look like right now. I just want to encourage you. Why don't you journey with us? Like, why don't you grow with us? So I don't know where you land in this conversation. I do know this, that patience is one conversation. Having it, losing it, is something that we're going to continue to circle around in our lives. And I don't want you to get on this treadmill of always trying to keep it, trying to get it, trying to have it. No, we've got to grow it. And the way we grow it is allow the Holy Spirit to do the work and we move, we move from waiting for things to change. No, we wait on, we wait on and we work on things to change. Can I pray for you? Let's do that. Father, I thank you so much for this conversation. I thank you, God, that you are growing us up. This is a very hard conversation for some of us truly is. Because for some of us, God, we find ourselves in places where we're just so defeated. We're drained by all the things that are going on in our lives. We're drained by the fact that, that we have waited and waited and waited for so long and things have not taken place and things have not just come about. And we're honestly, we've given up all hope. And, and the truth is that our hearts are sick. We're, our hearts are just tired. We're just too, too tired for this. And it took everything for us to actually just jump online today and, and just listen for a while. And God, for some of us, we've lost all hope because we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And God, I, I thank you. I thank you for passages like uh, the one in Isaiah that says, those who wait on you will renew their strength. God, I pray that we would do that. As followers of Jesus, we would do that. We allow you to work in our lives and to grow the spiritual fruit because we want to be people of Jesus, not who proclaim Jesus. No, we act like him. We don't, we don't preach Jesus. No, we, we have his presence with us, in us. God, and for some of us, Maybe we're listening and we've never had the conversation with you. God, I pray that they, I just pray for the person right now. I pray, God, that they would just say, God, I, Jesus, I need to know you. I pray that you would do that. They would do that, Father. I pray that they would just say, Jesus, I give you my life. I give you um, this season, this situation. Would you use it? Father, I thank you that when we um, are honest. You make us holy. You, you do the work that only you can do. So Father, would you do that? In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
Thanks for listening to this message from Mosaic Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. For more audio and video content, visit us at mosaicchurch.tv.